Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today, we continue our study of the book of Joshua, Sefer Yoshua, chapter 22. As we are approaching the end of the book, we're reading how Yoshua is kind of winding things up, wrapping things up um, before he uh, completes his mission on this world. And he has, so he took care of making sure the cities of refuge were done. These are all the things that God had said needed to be done. Um, when the people entered the land, he made sure all of the tribes had their, 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 their portions. He made sure the people of Levi, uh, tribe of Levi, had their cities. Um, uh, everything was all, all set up. Uh, but there's still some more uh, business to take care of. And that is um, the two and a half tribes who uh, were to stay in the, um, who had received their portions on the other side of the Jordan River on the east bank, uh, Ruven, Gud, and half of Manasseh. If you recall, we several chapters ago, uh, you know, they had uh, agreed to fulfill the, when they first entered, right before uh, they started the attack on Yericho. Before they crossed the Jordan together with their brothers, um, as they had promised to, to Moshe in the Torah, they promised that they would do this, that they would take their portions on this side, but they would fight on the side of their brothers until all of the, they received their portions so that um, they would participate in the battle for the land, and then they could go back to their um, families that they had left on their property on the east side of the Jordan. So... Now that things are winding up, it's time to wrap up that issue. So, Az Yikra Yoshua, this is chapter 22, verse 1. Joshua called Laruveni to the Reubenites, the Gadi and the Gadites, the Chatsi Shevet Hamanasha, and a half of the tribe of Manasha. And he said to them, Atem Shimartem, you have observed or you have kept at Kol Hasher Siva Etchem. Moshe Eved Adonai, everything that Moshe, the servant of God, commanded you to do, and you also listened to me when I requested everything that I commanded you. You did not forsake your brothers for all of these days, until this day, and you have kept and faithfully kept the commands of the Lord your God. That's the bottom line. But Moshe said what I said, but ultimately it's what God said and what he wanted. And now, God has, um, God has uh, completed uh, and given them rest, given rest to your brothers as he promised. Remember, rest means peace. It doesn't mean that the entire land was in their possession. Um, but uh, it means there's peace. They are now secure in their land. And now, you can turn back and go to your, your, your abodes, your homes, uh, to the land which is your inheritance, which Moshe, the servant of God, set aside for you on the other side of the Jordan. Rock, however, I want you to be very careful. And Joshua was kind of you can sense that he was a little afraid here because they're going to be distant from the center of religion, which is now in Shiloh, 
the center where the service and worship of God is going to be at its strongest, you guys are going to go wander out there. Maybe you'll be subject to other influences and start floating off on your own ways. So Shimru Ma'od, be extremely careful. La'asot et ha-mitzvah, to do the commandments, v'yata Torah and the Torah, the teachings, asher tziva etchem Moshe v'adonai, that Moshe, the servant of God, had taught to you, li'ahava, which is what? To love et Adonai Eloichem, to love the Lord your God, v'lolechet b'chol drachav, and to go in his ways, v'lishmar mitzvosav, and to observe his commandments, v'ladav kabo, and to uh, cleave yourself, to attach yourselves to God, v'lavdo, and to worship him b'chol levavchem, with your entire hearts, v'chol nafshchem, and with your entire soul. These words, obviously reminiscent of the famous words from the Torah that are found in the Shema, to serve God b'chol levavchem, v'chol nafshchem. Vayivarchem Yehoshua, Joshua blessed them as one would when one parts ways, Vayishalchem, and he sent them off on their way, Vayelchu el Ohaleem, and they set out on their path towards their homes. Valachatsi Shevet HaManashe and Osan Moshe Baboshon, to the half of the uh, tribe of Menashe, that Moshe had given them a portion in the land of Boshon, Olochetzio, and to another half, Nosan Yehoshua Imachem, Yoshua gave the other half Joshua gave to that them together with their brothers Be'eva Yadinyama on the western side of the Jordan. And Joshua sent them, that half a tribe that was on the other side of the Jordan, he sent them also on their way and blessed them. So Ruvain, God, and half of Manasseh. And he said to them as follows Rabim, with many properties, with a lot of 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 of, of, of wealth. Shuvu el alechem, return to your tents of miknerav ma'od with a huge amount of, of, of livestock. V'chesef uvizav, with gold and silver, v'nechoshet uvavarzel, and bronze and iron, uvislamot harbei ma'od, and many clothings, articles of clothing. Chilkush lalaivechem emachechem, share what you have, um, um, what you have obtained here with your brothers. And uh, Rashi explains uh, the brothers, meaning they left their families um, back uh, on the other side, but with the families, they had to also leave some um, soldiers, men, officers, to protect the people that were there. Um, so don't think that because you went to war, you get to keep it all. But no, they are also important, what they were doing there, and you need to share it with them. That's how Rashi explains this verse. So they returned and they went. These tribes, um, these two and a half tribes made B'nai Israel from the people of Israel. Mishilo, they left the place of Shiloh, the area where the central, uh, the, where they were congregated in Shiloh, where the tabernacle was, which is in the land of Canaan. To go to the land of Gilad, which is on the other side of the Jordan, to the place which they, was their inheritance, which they had possessed, based on God's command that he gave through Moshe. And they came to the region of the Jordan, these areas surrounding the Jordan River, and they built an altar on the banks of the Jordan River, Mizbeach Godol a great altar that one could see from far away, a very visible large altar. Now, um, 
this, uh, you know, building an altar now is after the people had set the altar of God down in Shiloh and the tabernacle was in Shiloh, this is not exactly appropriate. There should the, the, only, the place of worship, the central place of worship, the place where sacrifices are supposed to be brought are in Shiloh. This is a, um, this is a transgression of uh, some of the basic rules given in, 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 in the Torah that, that when once there is a set place for the tabernacle, uh, bamot, you know, uh, uh, other altars are not okay. Um, so the people of uh, Bnei Israel, the other tribes who remained in their land on the, on the west side of the Jordan, heard the, it being said as follows. The children of God, Reuven, God, and half of Manasseh have built an altar opposite the land of Canaan, El Galilosayardin, in the region of the Jordan, El Aver Bnei Israel, across from on the other side, across from where the people of Israel are. In other words, they're all, you're already sensing that there's the people here on this side, and people there. There's two groups. Now it's unclear if. They were obviously very concerned. It's not 100% clear if they were concerned because that they were building an altar to God in some other place than Shiloh. That's probably what their concern was. In other words, they're trying to make a new center of worship, which is going to lead to a split in the people. But the center of worship is here, even for the people on the other side. So they were very upset. It doesn't seem like they were necessarily afraid that they were building an altar to another God, at least at this point. And the people of Israel heard this, and they gathered in Shiloh to go uh, to war with them. It's, just, it's pretty astounding that they have just been fighting uh, arm in arm together with them, and now they're about to go wage war against them because of this religious, serious religious infraction, which seems to indicate to them that, hey, we are one community. The point is we're one community, and a civil war is now about to ensue um, because they are already setting up their own place. And they sent as a messenger at Pinchas ben Elazar Akoin, the son of the high priest Pinchas, they sent him as a messenger to the land of Gilad across the Jordan. And there was 10... Um, uh, Princes, ten uh, chiefs, the of Nasiacha, Nasiacha lebeit av, chol matot bnei Israel, one for each family, for each tribe of Israel, ve'ish rosh beis avotam hemal alfi Israel, and each one of them was the heads of the many uh, alfei. Here's alfei language, not it doesn't mean thousands, but it means to the alfei meaning aluf, which is a a a. Um, a, well, I see it translated in some places as a contingent. It can also be a, um, a uh, like a regiment or a battalion, like a large group. And they came to the the, the Reubenites and the Gadites and half of Manasseh. So these messengers led by Pinchas and the messengers representing the other tribes came to them and gave the following um, brought the following message, the following talk. Uh, uh, so says all of the congregation of God. And this is very interesting. They are referring to themselves as the congregation of God with God's name spelled clearly here 
with the Yud, K Vav K, with God's name. In other words, this we are the entire congregation of God speaking as one voice. There's one congregation, one God. What is this rebellion that you are rebelling against the God of Israel? To turn now away from God. That you're building for yourselves an altar. That now you're going to start an already rebel against God. Don't you remember the sin of Pa'ar? If you recall back in the book of Numbers, um, uh, that the sin um, after of Pa'ar, where the, where the people um, uh, were, uh, were um, enticed by the daughters of the Midianites and ended up serving their, their, um, their Avodazara, their, their idol worship, Pa'ar, which resulted in a, a plague of a deaths of many until Pinchas himself, who's the one speaking, was the one who ended that plague by, by killing one of the transgressors. So here Pinchas is saying, don't you remember what happened then? We're still suffering. We still have not completely purified ourselves of that sin. And then there was that plague in God's community. You must return from going, from turning your backs on God. Return, uh, those of you that turned away from God must return back to God, right? I'm sorry, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm kind of reading this incorrectly. Uh, is Pircha is, is, is still talking and saying, and now you are going back and turning away from God? It's not a command like I read it at first. You should, but it's rather he's stating. And now you're turning your backs again away. And now you are going to rebel against God. And then God is going to be mad at everyone. Don't you know that when one, when one part of the people sin, everyone suffers for it. And if the, the reason is because your land is, is unclean, it is, it is tame, in other words, because you're on the other side of the Jordan. And if ruachem adonai, then come back to the place um, where God rested his Mishkan, where God rested his tabernacle in his holy place. In other words, if you're going to tell us that the reason why you're building this thing and making and decentralizing our religion and starting to create rifts is because you, is because you know what, you're far away and you're in a place, it's not, then come back, join us. If you, in order for us to stay together, we have to be together, so then let's be together. So, do not rebel against God. And do not rebel against us. When you build for yourselves an altar, one that is separate from the altar of God. In other words, again, Pinchas is making it clear he's not accusing them of worshiping idols necessarily here. He's saying that by you're rebelling against us, you're rebelling against the unity of the people by building yourself an alternate place that once there's two places, everything falls apart. The importance and the idea of having a central location as a unifier, uni uniting the people in the purpose of serving God together is a crucial, important idea, um, which, um, as we know, when later on in history the, the, there was a split between uh, the ten tribes and, and, and Judah, one of the, the first things that the ten tribes did was build their own 
center of worship. Um, and this was, and that kind of cemented the split. And Pinchas is right now trying to prevent that from happening at this point in history. Hello, Achan ben Zarach. Remember when Achan, he was the one who was Mo'al Mo'al Bacherem, he took and he, and he um, violated the, the uh, uh, prohibition against taking a property from the spoils of Jericho. Of Yericho, Remember, the people, the soldiers were lost in battle, and people died, uh, and God was angry at all of us because of one person's sin. And he was just one man, Logavaba on Bono, right? Uh, that that um, and he was not. It wasn't just him that died because of of his sin. So don't think that just your you know it's your he's he's preempting their response which could have been well it's our business you know okay so we're doing something wrong it's our problem not your problem why are you worried because the point is is that we're one community um and and we will all suffer for the sins of of what you're doing so then their answer and they answered the people of Ruvain and God and half of Menashe answered by Adabru and they spoke El Rashael for Yisrael to the heads of the uh, people of Israel, to the heads of the battalions or contingents of Israel. El Elohim Adonai. El Elohim Adonai. Hu Yodea. Bi Yisrael Hu Yeda. The Lord God is God, or God is the Lord God. God is the Lord God. He knows. And his people Israel will know too. If we were doing this as a rebellious act or as in some way of trying to, um, to uh, uh, I'm trying to think of another word for rebel against God. If that's the case, then do not save us. Do not back us up on this day. If we built this altar because we were trying to rebel against God, that if if our purpose was to turn away from God and to bring and to actually start bringing sacrifices as if this was the center of worship, then then God Himself can can demand from us uh, uh, punishment, so to speak. No, we did this because we were concerned that we created this altar here um, for the following reasons, in order to say the following message. Your children will one day say to our children, What relationship do you have with God? You guys live over there. You're in a different place. In other words, we felt that one day we're going to be separated. We're going to be different. We're going to be over there. We're going to develop our own cultures, customs. We're going to live in one place. You're going to live in the other place. And what the children of our descendants uh, and your descendants will have discussions with each other. And your descendants will say, who are you? You have no portion in God. God even put a boundary between us. The Jordan River. You guys have no place with God. And then, and the, your children will one day say to our children that um, that you can't come and worship God. 
So we said, We're going to build this altar, not because we were going to use it to worship. That wasn't our intention. Our intention wasn't to use this to uh, bring sacrifices. It is just a, uh, to bear witness to this. Between us and you, and our descendants and the generations that will succeed us. That we are also part, and we are here too to to serve and worship God in front of Him, in front of Him, meaning in His place. We can come to Shiloh and we can participate just like everyone else. with our sacrifices, with our um, offerings. And your children should not say one day to our children, that you have no place in God. Banomer. And we thought to ourselves, or we said to our, we said, we, we, we uh, figured, that when they tell this later on, when they say this, look at this um, altar, which was built in the form of the altar of God. It was built in that form so that everyone could see, and it was built specifically not to worship at, not to bring an Ola, not to bring a Zevach, it will remind them of the purpose of that altar. Ki eduk, and what is that purpose? That it should be, bear witness, between us and between you, that we are one people. In other words, our purpose was to remind us of our unity, not to bring separate. We built it in order not to worship on it. Not that we built it in order to make it a separate center of worship. Far be it from us to think that we, to, to, to go and rebel against God and to turn now away from God to build an altar for the purpose of bringing sacrifices and offerings. So something separate from the uh, Altar of God, which is in his tabernacle, which is, as we know now, in Shiloh. So, Vayishma Pinchas Akoin, I'm at verse 30. Pinchas, the priest, heard their message, and all of the heads of the community heard Yisrael, and the heads of the armies that were with him, the words, and they liked the answer. They appreciated the answer, they trusted the answer. Vayomer Pinchas ben Elazar Akoin and Pinchas the son of Elazar said El bnei Reuven El bnei Gad El bnei Menashe to the the, the Reubenites and the Gadites and the sons of Menashe Hayom yadano kibidocheinu Adonai Now we know that God is among us. Now this is fascinating. He says he didn't say what you'd expect him to say, which is now we know that we are united in the worship of God, but now we know that God is among us. When people and, and I'm gonna go off on a side a little bit here, and when we see unity among the people, then we know that God is with us. Unity brings the presence of God into people. When the people are fractious and arguing amongst each other, God is not there. God is not with us. And that's what Pinchas is saying. Now that we've built this unity, now we know that God is among us. That you have not been rebelling against God with this. You have saved the people of Israel from the hand of God. In other words, the punishing hand of God. You have saved us. Because should this, this split in your return to the other side of the Jordan have led to a rupture in the people, 
we would have had to suffer the wrath of God. Vayashav Pinchas ben Elazar HaKohen, and Pinchas, the son of Elazar the Kohen, Yanisim, and the leaders, they returned, they returned from the other side of the Jordan, to the land of Canaan, to the people of Israel, and they gave them their uh, word. They, they, they reported back what had happened. And the, this, 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 uh, the report back that they heard was good in the eyes of the people of Israel. And the people of Israel blessed God. And they stood down all of their armies and a civil war was averted. The Shachesar, it's a civil war which would have destroyed the land in which the people of Reuben and Gad were living. And the, um, the people of, of God and Reuben called this altar they called it that it is a witness among us that the Lord is, uh, is God. Uh, this completes chapter 22 in this very interesting episode. Thank you for studying chapter 22. Um, and we are uh, getting closer to the conclusion of this book. Looking forward to studying chapter 23 and the rest of the book of Joshua together.